Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to Extra Time, a web-only program from Radio New Zealand Sport. I'm Stephen Hewson. In this week's program, what lies in store for the Black Caps as they head back to the subcontinent? The rowing world champs start on Lake Karapiro. The Chiefs sign up an old-timer in Tanarumanga. And we preview the Kiwis Four Nations League test against Papua New Guinea. Having been beaten by the world's lowest-ranked side, things only get tougher for the New Zealand cricketers this weekend when they head to India to play the world's top-ranked test nation. The Black Caps lost the recent one-day series in Bangladesh 4-0 and now play three tests and five one-dayers in India. I asked Black Caps coach Mark Greatbatch if he'd copped much of a backlash in the wake of the humiliation in Bangladesh. No, not really. No, I mean, you know, you're part of the setup and uh, you've got your role and uh, obviously the thing's not performing as well as, as I'd like at the moment. We've got some strategies to, to try and improve that um, over the next period, so we're looking forward to trying to put those into into place. What type of strategies? Really, it comes down to uh, getting the tempo right, uh, the cricket smarts, um, you know, working with players on, on key areas. For example, with India, you know, we've they've got five or six bowlers we're going to come across, and if individuals uh, have a clear plan on how they want to play them and put those into practice, um, we're going to get better performance. Is there a lack of cricket smarts among some players, though? game is an exciting game we've got 2020 I think it's important that we've got to learn to, to go from each of those games and obviously test cricket as well which is totally different again and I think it's, it's having that ability to do that. From the outside looking in with, with Bangladesh there seemed to be the approach that we're going to go out and try and dominate these guys but when that didn't quite work there didn't seem to be the ability to, to work out a, a plan B. Well I think you're right it's adapting you know, we, and we didn't adapt well slow low wickets um, and it's, it's being able to adapt, and um, you know, with with the next campaign with India, we, we're going to have to adapt to another set of conditions. I would suggest, um, you know, that's going to be a really key area for us to, to turn the corner is adapt well to the, the situation, the game. Is that a reflection on the system of cricket in New Zealand, though, that we've got guys that get to that to that international level, and they haven't got that ability to to read the game? You know, we're starting to play a lot more cricket than we used to. In the old days, we only used to play five first-class games. and They're playing a lot more cricket now. Um, I suppose it comes down to the quality of cricket they're playing and, and getting more learning experiences uh, from playing. And, and that starts at a young age. Um, you know, Tindalka is uh, an, an exceptional player. Uh, when he was a young lad, he used to play two or three games in a day. He used to bat and then he used to... His coach used to take him to another ground and have another bat in another game, and and then if he could get a third bat, he would. Um, and that's how obviously they do things over there. I think just getting some more learning opportunities from playing, from talking about the game, discussing the game, something that's gone a little bit out of the game. I think is, is post post match having a beer or a juice in the dressing room um, due to 
you know, recovery protocols and stuff. I think we're going to look to, to reinvigorate that so we can get some good discussion, you know, post the day's play, you know, what went well, what didn't go so well, and, and get some learnings from that. So I think that's a, a key area to, to focus on. And saying that, though, Mark, if we, we look back 20 years to, to when you were involved, the, the cricketers maybe appeared to be a bit smarter and had a greater understanding then. So, And obviously then you weren't playing as much cricket as, as is around now. I'm not sure about whether they were smarter. Some of them were. We had some world-class players, but um, I think you learn from better players discussing things and um, how things went well, not so well, strategy to, to improve. Uh, or, you know, really important when you do things well, why do you do things well? Was there maybe a greater understanding of players of what they were capable of and what they weren't able to do and played accordingly? We actually did talk and, and do a lot of work ourselves when I played as far as working on your game and um, peers. That is uh, an important part of it. We, we try and encourage players to work with each other, discuss each other's game so other people know how they're going to play and how they want to go about it. That's another strategy that we're trying to put in place to, to try and improve the understanding of, of the playing of the game. Is that what you're describing there, perhaps more self-reliance? Yeah, I think so. I mean, you know, it's, it's improving your own game. What's been the biggest learning curve for you over these past few weeks? As a coach, I suppose, you know, you, you can you do a lot of stuff and um, think you're doing the right right things, but at the end of the day... You can't go over over the white line. Um, you know, I obviously had a close look at what I've been doing, along with all the other guys in the management team. And, you know, there's always things you can do better. Uh, we feel we've got some pretty good things, systems we, we're sort of working with to try and improve guys. So we, we've got to tweak those a bit. Uh, we've got to look to get more out of players. And, you know, there's different ways of doing that. So, you know, that that's probably what I've learned in the last month. What's going to count as success on this tour? They've only lost one test in the last 13 over there, so they're pretty dominating in their own backyard. You know, I'd like to see us um, go the five days um, and see where we get to. You know, I, I think um, I think a draw over there would be a, a really good result. You know, it's like any side, I mean, even Australia, when you compete with them, it comes a time when uh, someone cracks. And if we can get in that position to, to put pressure on the opposition, you know, obviously the chance to take it. But I, w- I would say, you know, if we, if we can draw a couple and... We get a chance to win one, that would be uh, even better. I was talking to New Zealand cricket coach Mark Greatbatch, and the first test begins in Ahmedabad on Thursday. The world rowing champs begin on Lake Karapiro this weekend, with the hometown advantage expected to boost New Zealand's medal haul. New Zealand's had various world champions in recent years and has been one of the best-performed nations over the past decade. The New Zealand squad now wants to show their skills off in front of a home crowd, Hamish Bond's a member of the world champion men's pair, along with Eric Murray. Bond's had a few injury problems this year, but he told Andrew McRae he feels they're on target to retain their title. We haven't had any major injury issues over the last probably four months. Um, you know, you always have a niggle now and again, but nothing that's kept me out of the boat at all, actually. I haven't, haven't missed a session, so been yeah probably our, our best stretch of rowing ever as a peer in, in consistency so we've strung our longest training period together with no injury you know no week weeks where I've had to cross train or anything like that you know, we've just been consistently um, ticking ticking along um, we altered our program a little bit did a, quite a bit more land based training but I think the um, the volume was still there it was just we were doing it in a slightly different way um, basically to try and avoid uh, those injuries. So, um, yeah, I mean, we pride ourselves on being consistent 
and I think we've managed to produce consistent performances throughout the last sort of three, four months in training, and now we've just got to execute a few more times. Great Britain, is that the biggest threat? Um, yeah, I mean, they've come second to us in every single event we've raced, so um, I think we're 10-0 at the moment as far as head-to-head, so um, obviously they're, they're, they want to turn us over. It's... Um, our underdog, we're top dog, and that's dog eat dog. So, um, you know, it's we're under no illusion that they will have improved since we met them in Europe. But um, with any luck, our, our training has gone well, and we should have improved um, proportionately enough to hold them off. Have you seen the British guys out here since they've arrived? Yeah, we saw them out there this morning while we we're having a paddle around. So, um, you know, there's no. I mean, we get on fine, but there's there's no love lost as with any sort of decent rivalry, I guess. So, um, we're yeah you know, we're conscious of them, but in saying that, I mean, we can't affect what they can do, and and it's been a long time since we've raced them, so it's really hard to know what sort of form they're in, and um, we can only concentrate on us and make sure that we put our best foot forward. Okay. The training plan you've obviously had for you know quite a long time. Has that been on, on target right through? Um, we sort of, I had a couple of injuries while, or just before we went overseas and then while I was overseas, um, had a bit of time out of the boat and from there we sort of altered our training program um, for the second half of our tour in Europe and and since we've been back here to incorporate a lot more land-based training, um, that's basically just to, to sort of probably mix things up a bit and... Um, bit of variation just to prevent those, those overuse injuries that come from just slogging out on, on the course rowing. So, uh, But we've been able to keep our work up. You know, We've got other means of testing how much we're doing, You know, heart rate, just work output really. And, and our output and has been really good. And the times we've been doing on the, on the rowing machine and training and on the water have been, have been as good as or a bit better than anything we've done before. So... Um, really, the way I see it, it's just about executing, and um, anyone can, any, everyone knows, you know, if things go bad on the day, then it doesn't matter how good you are. I mean, you just, All Blacks favourites, 2007, have a bad day, you're out. Same thing for us. So, although we might be favourites, um, and I think if we rode to our potential, we're the best, but have a bad day, and, and anyone can beat you on, the, on, the, on a bad day. Expectations with the big team that this can be a new record for New Zealand Rowing. Obviously, you're steering each other along to good works. Um, yeah, um, we've had a lot of success over the last decade, really. Um, and you know, when you do well, I mean, we won four golds last year, so obviously that's the benchmark. And and each crew is aiming to do the best they can. And um, we've had a bit of. You know, there's been a few mixed build-ups. You know, Mahe had his injury, and there's been the odd other injury. But I think as a whole, everyone's sort of saying to come together, and um, you know, definitely looking forward to racing. That's Hamish Bond talking to Andrew McRae. The Chiefs coach Ian Foster says the former All Black captain Tanarumanga still has plenty to offer the game, and he had no hesitation in signing him up for next year's Super Rugby competition. The 37-year-old Umanga returned to New Zealand this year to play and help coach Counties Manukau in the NPC. Umanga has been involved with Super Rugby from its inception in 1996 and has played over 300 first-class games. Ian Foster told Barry Guy that Umanga has been picked primarily as a player, but he's likely to step into coaching roles in the near future as he looks to develop his coaching career. We've certainly followed a process with Tata. I've been talking to him 
I guess, from the start of the campaign and um, about what his goals were. And, you know, we, we both of us left the super window open. You know, it wasn't sort of necessarily a goal for him when he came back. It was more about, well, let's see how he goes at ITM Cup. But, you know, he's gone well. And um, if you look at him just on the field, he's gone well. He's, you know, I think they've managed him smartly. Um, he's, um, he brings a skill set that a lot of the players around him have been able to feed off. And I think we've seen some really good results in his county set up. And we're looking forward to same with the Chiefs. So you're expecting him to uh, perform for you on the field? Yeah, I am. And I think, um, you know, clearly there's going to be some management issues um, with, with Tana. I think that, um, you know, he's he's played a lot, of, a lot of rugby, but he's very professional the way he manages his body, um, very aware of his own strengths and, and the requirements that he needs to go through in order to play. And um, but he's got a burning desire, and he's got a a determination to, to to succeed at whatever he does. So you know, I think we've gambled a bit on that. Um, and you know, I think the other side of the corner is that you know, with a bigger squad of thirty two, you're you're in a pretty good position to, to to manage players a little bit smarter through a campaign. So there's not the necessity of starting guys every week and I think that in this particular case that a bigger squad does lend itself for, for picking guys that more at the at the old at the other end of their career but who can still contribute on and off the path. You obviously have no doubts uh, about um, what he can contribute compared to the ITM Cup, the big step up to Super Rugby? Yeah, look, it is going to be a big step up, and, and I guess the heat and the, and the speed and the and, and sort of the international quality of it. But I think if we manage him well and and keep his body and use him when he's feeling fresh, and um, that, that we're going to get the best out of him for for periods during that campaign. And you know, like I said, we've got a number of other midfield options. We've got. Sweeney, Willison, Kahui, Kakula, who we're all pretty confident in. And I think Tana's going to help grow that group as well. And when he's needed to play, I think he'll do a very good job. Obviously, one of the big factors that Tana's brought to uh, Counties <coughs> Manukau this year has been what he can bring to the younger players around him and also some of the things off the field. No doubt you're looking uh, for him to contribute in that way as well. Oh, definitely. You know, like it's, um, you know, his influence on on the other players just by the way he he deals with himself professionally, the standards that he keeps, it's really important. So, you know, he's going to be a real boost for us. And, you know, and it's also been well stated by Tata, he's come back to, to play a little bit and then to get into coaching. And, and I think this is going to help him. I think having a look at, again, at Super Rugby and the levels of that now, I mean, he's been away from it for a while, it's going to be a good learning curve for him too, and hopefully it helps progress his coaching career a little bit quicker as well. But, you know, 211 are about, about him coming in as a player, a very experienced player, a very influential player that, that we believe we can manage well within our, within our set-up. Uh, so a big asset for the Chiefs that obviously you'd like to hold on to, as you say, as he progresses perhaps more into the coaching side of things. Oh, definitely. You know, it's... Um, it's, a, it's certainly going to be part of the plan, and but 
you know, I think that's a, that's a stage plan. That you know, the first step is get him in as a player, get him enjoying it, get him contributing and influencing, and, and then we'll see what happens after that. But it's certainly part of the, the, the long term. So if you had, say, a fully fit squad, would you, you expect Tanner to actually get, get much time? Yeah, well, we've... Um, yeah, well, well, I do. I, I, if, if we've got a fully fit squad, I expect to be able to have a, a management plan for Tanner as I would for all of my players. But, you know, I, I don't think you'll find that Tanner will be playing week in, week out for the Chiefs, but he certainly... We want to we wanna manage it that, that we can him for certain games, and so um, you know it's something that that Tara and I've talked about. We've probably we're, we're a little bit in the dark about how many games that would be. We'll just have to wait and see what happens through the through the, the preseason and the season. But like I said, I've been very impressed with his attitude, his desire to make it work, and I'm sure it will. So was he keen to play? Did you have to persuade him? How did it come about? No, well, you know, I think the, the process was is that I initially shared with him is that I, you know, the, the starting point was that he wasn't really in our plan, and and we would wait and see how he got on during ITM Cup, and you know whether whether we felt he was good enough, and whether he felt he was ready, um, and so, you know, the last two or three weeks as he got through the campaign, we've been talking and. You know, he's played some very, very good rugby. You know, and it's uh, it's uh, it's it's given us um, a lot to think about. And we've sat down with him, and, and again, I've been impressed with his desire to do it. And um, and I certainly know that he's got a skill set that we can utilise. And the players are receptive of uh, this uh, contract you've signed with him. Well, I think most of the players will probably find out today. So it's um, it's been. You know, we've spoken to a few, just a couple of our senior players, and they're, they're extremely strong, or they're very strong in their support of having him. You know, he's going to be another very experienced leader. He's going to um, bring a couple of different eyes into our team, which is always positive. And I think that um, he's going to be an injection of experience and leadership that, that'll be very valuable for us. That's Chiefs coach Ian Foster talking to Barry Guy. The Kiwis play Papua New Guinea in their second Four Nations Rugby League test in Rotorua on Sunday. Our reporter Joe Porter caught up with the Kiwis winger Jason Nightingale. He'll have a new wing partner for the game after Manu Vatavai was ruled out of the rest of the tournament with a broken arm. The Dragons winger says the Kiwis have a more than adequate replacement in Sam Perrett. Sammy's been in the position for a long time where he's been uh, in the team, so... um... It's a big bonus having having guys like that um, to step into, obviously, the big loss of Manu. The performance against the English, probably not what you consider a complete performance, but a win nonetheless. England and Australia looked a little bit scratchy in their first hit-outs as well, so a few improvements to sort of work on this week? Yeah, definitely. Um, probably just our first contact in defence. Um, they got a lot of quick play of the balls and uh, probably weren't getting in front as uh, well as we could have. Sort of pride ourselves on completing at least three quarters of our sets, and we were um, a bit below that. So yeah, that's another issue we need to address. Is just um, playing out our sets and um, trying to build build more pressure than letting them off the hook with some uh, silly errors. You had a pretty solid game yourself first out. Are there, are there any things that that you want to improve on before the weekend? Yeah, probably just a little more involvement, I suppose. Um, yeah, had a few runs, but probably a couple down on uh, what I expected to have, and. Uh, 
uh, it may be fin- finishing it off. I, I dropped uh, one of uh, four Brods and Harrison through me and then missed the opportunity that Benji put a good through, kick through. So maybe just um, if I can get those things coming off for me, I'll um, yeah have a lot lot more of a solid performance. Are you used to the style of play the Kiwis use as in, you know compared to the Dragons? Is it is it very different? Is it is it something you need to adapt to? No, it's not a whole lot different. Um, I think uh, obviously Stephen's learned a lot from what Blake Bellamy does and. Um, Melbourne style play is uh, probably a little bit similar to the way we play at the Dragons. So, uh, yeah, it's not, not too hard to adapt. It's probably just the individuals that you're playing with that have a few different um, variations in their game. And Papua New Guinea, they looked like they are a pretty physical side, came out and sort of tried to belt the Aussies off the pitch. Certainly uh, no qualms there in terms of their physical approach. Are you guys expecting the same on the weekend? Yeah, definitely. I don't think we'll expect any different from them. Um, I think, don't think you can expect any different from them throughout the whole tournament. So, uh, yeah, they'll come out hard, but um, it's it's sort of a good practice of physical confrontation for, for the big games and um, yeah we'll have to we have to combat that uh, physicality if we want to um, further our opportunity our chances in this competition anyway and were you happy with the Kiwis defense last weekend no I think like I said before we've got a few things we got to work on um, probably just our uh, yeah first up contacts were probably a little bit um, down on where we where they should have been we um didn't stop the momentum enough, I don't think. Are you happy with the relationship you're building with, with Lance and I guess now with Manu gone with Sammy? You know, the back three, are you guys communicating well and you think you've got your positional play all sorted? Yeah, well, obviously, we, well, me and Sammy haven't played together since Anzac Test, but uh, we went all right back then and, and Lance is definitely doing a good job at the back, um, directing us and getting us around and, um, yeah, getting, getting a few early carries in there. And you didn't fancy having a run in that Gatorade Rugby League rugby sprint off at the end of the year with Usain Bolt over in Sydney? <laughs> no, I was too busy worrying about a final series at that time. We um, we weren't we too serious about entering um, yeah, our players in that. Didn't want to you know, take your focus off where we were at during the season. But um, it would be good if they did have it when uh, you know when everyone was available. You can't really send send one of your you know one of your players down to a to a sprint when there's uh, a final series going on. So if they have it at a better time of the year, I'm sure we'll have the opportunity to see who is the yeah fastest man in the league. I mean, Jared Hayne did pretty well, but some of those rugby boys seem to pip you. That's a bit disappointing, isn't it? The leagueies won't be so happy. Oh, yeah. Lockie uh, Turner's you know, known for his speed and um, definitely his finest attribute. I think uh, they probably have a, lot, a, a bit more opportunity in, um, in rugby to not be as big as we need to be physically to play on the wing. You know, the sort of Jared Hayne running around 100 kilos compared to Lockie Turner at 87, you know, it's sort of... 13 kilos, got to carry a bit quicker and, and Lockie's, that's definitely um, probably his best attribute is his speed and something that he's, he's been gifted with and um, yeah, you could just see the difference in uh, in body shape and the way they run. That's a very fair point. Greg Inglis looked like he was carrying a fridge on his back. Yeah, definitely. He probably, probably had um, yeah, probably a bar fridge on his back compared to Lockie, so uh, yeah, I think weight has something to do with it, obviously. With weight comes power if you can maintain it the same way, but uh, it was it was certainly entertaining anyway. We won't say the game's a foregone conclusion because you never count your chickens before they hatch, but in terms of your preparation for Australia the following week, would it have been better to have Papua New Guinea first and then England, then Australia? No, I don't think so. I think we had our um, sort of hit out with Samoa earlier on. Um, I think Australia probably lucky that they got their hit out. They didn't um, probably necessarily need a warm-up game when you got PNG coming at you. First round, but um, no, we've had we've had an extra game experience, and uh, I think we'll be yeah, we won't have any excuses going into the Australian game. Darren Lockyer has said that the Aussie performance wasn't as polished as he would have liked it. I mean, the same could be said about the English and and the Kiwis, I guess. So, with no one sort of living up to their potential in that first game, obviously the competition's still wide open. Yeah, definitely. We've uh, all got something to prove um, going into this weekend, and I think um, 
yeah, we'll be out there to prove it for ourselves. I'm sure the English and the Aussies were to, will be to prove their intent for the competition. As a guy that's obviously based over in Australia for his career, I mean, how's it been travelling around the country and seeing a bit of New Zealand and seeing some of the fans? Has it been an enjoyable experience? Yeah, definitely. Um, first first time I'd properly spent time in Wellington was last week, and I quite enjoyed that, other than the wind, but that died off for the game, so it was good. But, uh, yeah, my family's pretty close to Rotorua, so I'm enjoying being here. I'll go home and um, see them a bit on when we get our time off. But uh, just out at uh, Rotorua Adventure Park, um, yeah, having a bit of fun out here. A few boys bungee jumping and giant swings and, and uh, all other awesome activities like that, so we're really enjoying it out here. That's Kiwis winger Jason Nightingale talking to Joe Porter. And that's extra time for this week. Remember, your feedback's welcome. You can email us at sport at radionz.co.nz and you can get the latest sports news anytime on our website. We'll be back with another edition of Extra Time next week. I'm Stephen Hewson. Bye for now. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.